the last two segments on the audio side are going to be the conclusion of my interview with Devils host Trey Matthews. You know, a little bit more crap talking, but it was fun. So do check that out later. Let's get to some updates ahead of the final preseason tilt between the Kings and the Ducks. Let's first start with the most important update. Trevor Zegris. He's fine. (laughs) Yeah. I was a little bit afraid that he was going to be out for the rest of the preseason. I was afraid that he might spend a couple days on the aisle, but no, he appears to be fine. He was seen practicing with the team this morning, and not just a red sweater, but full contact. And even better news, according to Coach Dallas Eakins, and this is thanks to Lisa Dillman, apparently Z's going to play tomorrow night after all, or tomorrow afternoon rather. So Zegers will play in the final tune-up against the Los Angeles Kings. That is the good news. However, a little bit of other injury news that I do need to bring up, and that has to do with Noah Warren. Now, Noah Warren, he's still young. I had said before that I think that he's probably going to wind up going to juniors. That's what I think will wind up happening. But it might be a little more than that because, you see, there's apparently a lingering ankle issue that is keeping him off of practice. And according to Lisa Dillman, again, he was seen around the iPad with hockey ops just going over some stuff. It appears that Noah Warren is not going to play in tomorrow's preseason game. And honestly, I think he winds up going back to juniors, but spending a little bit more time with the Ducks brass and going over some more notes, which is nothing but good. You want that for one of your future prospects. Noah Warren, he's only 18 years old. He is still somewhat raw. He is still learning little bits here and there. Like little nuances of the game is what he still needs to work on. But he's on his way. He's really on his way. And again, only 18 years old. And having a year in juniors would be good for him, honestly. So that's the updates out of Ducks camp. Also, we're seeing that Zegris was kind of having a little bit of fun this morning practicing with Strom and McTavish good to see Z back out there and good to see him just kind of being a little loose having some fun and speaking of a little bit loose I don't know if you guys saw the Ducks Twitter today but there was a little bit of fun where different players from the Ducks tried to draw the old school logo the old school Mighty Ducks logo and really the best one was JD Jamie Drysdale he had the best drawings out of everyone on there and Drysdale is just, he's just a sweet guy. Like, you could have lunch with him and just talk with him for a few minutes. That's what that's what he seems like. So, yeah, a little bit of brevity, a little bit of fun. We always like that. So, with this being the last preseason game, there's still a couple roster spots up for grabs. It could still be Rocco Grimaldi, who I, I personally think he's the front runner to gain a spot on the team. Because, look, Grimaldi is among the team leaders in points for the preseason. He's shown that he's got a little bit of that speed back. You can tell that he's worked on speed and puck control this season compared to last season when he was mired in the American Hockey League. I think he's out to prove something. I think he wants to prove all the naysayers that, you know what, I do belong in this league. And if he can get a one-year show-me contract from the Ducks... 
maybe that would be good for him. And show me contracts in general are pretty good for the team. And by that, I mean, if he has a decent season, you could retain him for cheap. If he has a great season, then you could always bring him back and he wants to stick around. That's kind of like the John Klingberg deal where Klingberg has a one-year contract and he's betting on himself. And we'll see if Klingberg will stick around and we'll see if Grimaldi will stick around. There's some guys that we don't know what their plans are after this season, but let's enjoy the ride. Let's enjoy it for what it is. Prospective starters tomorrow, I think, are going to be pretty much the same as they were last week. I think we're going to see Fowler and Klingberg pair up again. Drysdale, likely second line on defense. So I think defense is fairly well set. Maybe Mahura gets that last spot. I don't know. Forwards forwards are better now that Zegris is back. Whew. You don't know how much of a relief that was. Because I think a lot of people were expecting the worst. And I think there's an old saying here, like, expect the worst, but hope for the best. And, you know, the the best case scenario, all things considered, is that he's playing in the preseason and he's back. So that's a good case scenario. We should expect to see Zegris play some decent minutes tomorrow. And I expect him to be first line, center, opening night. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I expect. All right. We're going to take a timeout for this first intermission. And when we come back, I'll be joined once again by Trey Matthews. So on the video and audio side, we're just going to come right back and conclude my interview with Trey Matthews. It's fun. We had a little bit of fun afterwards. So make sure you stick around for that. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online, which is... The one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust, betonline.net is where the game starts. They have you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, including the Major League Baseball playoffs. Oh, boy, what what a collapse in St. Louis. I don't think anybody had that coming. Or maybe you want to place a bet on football and see who can score fewer points and have a more boring game than the Broncos did last night. And by the way, shout out to Ben Online's Twitter for having a viral video go out. NBA's coming up. And of course, the NHL is coming up too. So if you want to check out the latest lines, head over to Bet Online right now using either your mobile device or your laptop. Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. In all seriousness, Jack Hughes is is my guy just because of what he's been able to do for the organization. Yes, he got off to a late start. Yes, he as a first overall pick, he had the worst um, overall performance for a forward since Joe Thornton in the '90s. Or then Alexi Lafreniere came, but then that's a that's different a whole discussion. Thing, yeah, but, yeah, but so Jack Hughes is rookie year, not good. But then his sophomore year, outside the Metro, no one was really talking about him, but. He showed glimpses of significant improvement. And then his third year just took it. He just he was on pace to get 90 or 100 or so points. I've seen the I've seen how he makes the people around him better. Mm-hmm. He's still able to get um, 
opportunities for himself. He's, All right. and, you know, he's proven that he's adaptable, except being moved oh. to a winger position, which I don't know why Lindy Ruff decided to do that, but he wanted to keep like Nico Keisher, Jesper Brad, and Jack Hughes on the same line when he returned to injury. That that wasn't going to work, uh, and I'm glad oh. that they only stuck with that for a couple games. Okay, but um, digress, digressing a little bit, um, Jack Hughes has proven that he can help others around him because, you know, look at what he was able to do for Yegor Sharangovich and Yanni Kwokinen, and now look what he's doing for Alexander Holtz right now because going into training camp, there was discussions as to whether or not Alexander Holtz would begin the year in Utica or not. But now Alexander Holtz is pretty much a lock to be the top six guy, and that's thanks to mostly Jack Hughes being able to make uh, you know, Alexander Holt stand look, out. Look at that more. tenacity. I think Jack Hughes look at this. Look at this tenacity right here. How can you not go with Trevor Zegras? Of course, I'm going to go with my guy Trevor Zegras. Of course, I am. You know what? Okay, yeah, I know you are. I wouldn't expect anything less. Yep. But I, but the facts are the facts. Jack Hughes. All, all the statistically this year. Okay. The fact of the matter is this: like, look. Okay, the fact the the facts are there for us, JD. I'm not trying oh, to. Oh, I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait until Trevor Zegers outscores his buddy this season because you know they're good buddies off the ice. They're. Yeah, I know. The, the battle of. I said battle of the bromance. And okay. Him and Cole Caulfield and Trevor Zegers. Great friends. So let's talk about Zegers for a hot minute, shall we? Let's do that. You talk about a player that okay. makes his teammates better. I already mentioned Tony Milano. How about making guys like. Oh, you ready for this? Making guys like Derek Grant, a perennial fourth liner, better. Making other guys that are otherwise. I don't want to say. I literally said that with Yanni Kwokinen. Where's Yanni Kwokinen playing right now? Overseas. Where's Sonny Milano going to play right now? Sonny Milano is not having a good impression on the Flames. I think Milano does not make the Calgary team, and he's going to at wind least, up probably in the American Hockey League. I think that's where he least, might end up. At least he's in North America. At, oh, my God. No, at least he's in North America. First of all, Kwokinen could probably play in the AHL over here, too, for what it's worth. And why isn't he? Why isn't he? Because he chose to play in Europe. Maybe Milano... Hey, Milano could wind up playing in Europe, too. He could go the way of Sean Backman or Colton Yellowhorn. There are some names you don't know about. But let's talk about Milano making other guys better. A lot of that Ducks team was a hot mess for the past two seasons. I mean, come on. There's a lot of guys that are no longer on that team. He made Danton Heinen better. He made everybody around him better because he is that playmaker. He makes everybody on the juniors team better. I'm also going to point out that Trevor Zegras also has a little bit of that killer instinct. There's a certain NBA player that also had that kill. Not that Jack Hughes doesn't, but who else will take on an entire country before a game, before a gold medal game, and pretty much tell them off and say, you know what? They haven't been tested yet. And pretty much saying, we're going to win the gold. Zegers could have said any of that crap after the game, or he could have said it, you know, days before. But Zegers decided to give Canada bulletin board material. And he wound up scoring a point and winning the MVP of the WJC tournament that season. Because Trevor Zegers has that just panache with him. He has that little bit of moxie. That's what I think could separate Trevor Zegers from most other players is the killer instinct. It's the proving everyone else wrong. It's the mind it's the mindset that, hey, 
I'm better than you, and I know it, and I'm going to prove you all wrong. I think Zegris is also going to prove a lot of the haters wrong that say, oh, Zegris is a fluke. And there has been a lot of sports writers saying that he's a fluke. It's going to be that little bit of an edge that will propel Zegris. You ready for this? I think Zegris could have a monster season. He could get an 80, 90 point campaign in his, oh, what, what season? His third season. Could it match Hughes in his third season? I think he could surpass that total even. I really think he could. Okay. Now, okay. now that now that Zegris will get top six minutes finally this coming season. Okay. That'll help. Okay. For reference, JD, 49 games. So through 49 games that Zegris plays in, 49 games that he suits up in, you expect for him to have 56 points at least. It could happen. Give, given who he's around now as opposed to last season, I could see it. Okay. All right. I'll hold you accountable for that. He, he's, he's finally going to get top six minutes to start the season. Okay. Thank God. We're talking, we're talking about create for himself and for others because Jack Hughes had 26 points. I mean, sorry, 26 goals and 30 assists for a grand total of 56 points. So that's the hey, dictionary definition you know, you know what? of create for yourself and others. Somebody has to take over all those points that Gesloff had. Somebody has to take those over, right? Why not Trevor Zegris? Zegris finally being a first-line center will help. I'm just saying Jack Hughes wasn't all-star this past year, so that's also something you need to take into consideration because despite missing so many games, Jack Hughes an all-star, baby. I could say Trevor Zegris was technically an all-star. He was technically in the all-star festivities. No, no, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase that. He was technically in the all-star festivities. The Pacific Division is a pretty stacked division. And I'm sorry, Trevor, but Troy Terry did deserve it. I mean, I'm sorry to say that, but Troy Terry had a monster season. Now that we're going to see Terry and Zegris together on the line, it's going to be fun. It's going to be so, so fun to watch. I want to read you a quote. Oh, here we go. All right. What's the quote? Excuses are the tools of the week and the incompetent used to build monuments of nothingness those who excel in it seldom excel in anything else but excuses oh what are you trying to say here buddy i'm just trying to say like you're making excuses for for trevor zegris not being an all-star okay but jesper bratt arguably was the best player for the new jersey devils oh here we go Oh, boy. I want you to talk to my buddy, the Brad Pack, because he always says Jesper Bratt is the best player in the NHL. Now, as I, as I was saying, Jesper Bratt, theoretically, you could make an argument saying that he was the MVP for the New Jersey Devils last year. No, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I'm sorry. He led, the, he led the Devils in assists. He led the Devils in points, but he was tied with Jack Hughes for most goals on a team. But yet, Jack Hughes was the person who, uh, if you take him off the roster, the Devils... I can't whistle. Go down. So, and there we go. Thank you. Thank you for adding that sound bite. Now, as I was saying, you can make the argument that Jesper Bratt was the MVP, but the reason I picked Jack Hughes as my MVP is because who had the bigger impact winning-wise? That was Jack Hughes. So, despite despite Jesper Bratt having a better points um, season, Jack Hughes was still the all-star, and Jesper Bratt had to try to rely on the fan vote to get those last few spots, and he didn't get it. I, I'm sorry. No disrespect to, to Brat, but I think Jack Hughes is the engine 
that runs that team. No, I mean, I'm going to be honest here. Just like Trevor Zegras is starting is starting to become that player that will help lead the Ducks. When Trevor Zegras was off the ice, or those few games he didn't play because of some panini happening, he the Ducks struggled. The Ducks struggled mightily without Trevor Zegras those few games. Yes, there's more of a sample size for Hughes missing games, but on the few times that Zegras was not on the ice, the Ducks just struggled so much. They struggled to score. They struggled to find any type of offense. So while Zegras is the more flashy player, and he does have the lacrosse goals, and he has the flying Z goal, he is still more of that playmaking type player. And you're going to see that in full force next season as well. I'm not trying to say Trevor Zegras is bad or anything. He's a good player. And obviously, you know, he's going into year three. Jack Hughes is going into year four. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying at the present moment, Jack Hughes is the better player. Stats-wise, accolade-wise, all-star, and just overall, you know, impact-wise. Because if you take Jack Hughes off that roster, Devils are right back in the lottery. Well, they they were in the lottery this year. They were in the lottery anyway. You know. No, no, but most, but Jack Hughes missed most of the year. He missed a good chunk of the year. So, and the Devils were dealing with a lot of injuries as well, and also the COVID did, didn't help them. So, Trevor Zegras, so, point, I know, point I know, per I know. game, point per game this season. Trevor Zegras, I think he will get at least a point per game. Okay, like I said, Trevor Zegras is a great player. I strongly disagree that he and Jack Hughes should both be rated in 87 in the shell video game. I think Jack Hughes should be at least a point or two higher just because of what the, look what look, the stats don't lie. Okay. Stats do not lie. 49 games, 56 points, 75 games and uh, 61 points for uh Z-Gress if I, if my memory is good. Uh-huh. So I'm just saying there's different levels to this. So I think you need to look. You look his buddy. You've got to look at the micro stats for the NHL EA ratings too, though. There's there's got to be some of the micro stats that we're overlooking here, right? Yeah, it's called being the cover athlete, so they kiss up to you a little bit more. Freaking right! It's called being the cover athlete. That's there's a reason he's the cover just athlete. Saying. There's a reason for that. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, it, it. But you know, I get why they kiss up to him. Oh, and, and they 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 pad his stats a little bit more, but I still I think that's un- I think that's Trevor unfair Zegers to Trevor Zegers. He was Jack Hughes. Why else he, he did the stick toss in the air. He 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 copied his buddy, and Zegers got fined for it. Hands. Who did that first? Zegers got fined. I that still uh, that still gets to me that Hughes didn't get a fine, but Zegers got fined for that. What the heck, NHL? Let's let's please not become the NFL. Let's please not become the no fun league. All right, let the players have fun. Let the kids play. No. Yeah, I don't get. Well, it's possibly because I think the stick toss thing is just that it could potentially hurt someone. Like because you know it is like because you know the stick is kind of big. So like if you toss it into the stands, it could like I think it's a safety hazard. So I don't. I think. 
I think the the NHL warned the players behind closed doors saying, don't do that. And then, you know, that's what happened. So I think they gave a warning to like Jack Hughes. And then when Trevor Zegers did it, he got fined. That's my educated guess. That's probably correct. And that's so NHL to do that, by the way. Do I do I want so to see JD. the mic? Do I want to see the micro stats on this? Yes, I want to see what the shell stats are for Z's passing. I want to see what it is for his goal scoring. I want to see what it is for all those micro stats that could contribute to why he's an eighty-seven as well as Hughes. And technically, uh, according to the list, he's rated just a tad bit higher. So it's like they're tied for eighty-seven. But who gets the slider edge? It's Trevor Zegers, apparently. So, you know, I, I can't like I wait said, to see why. Me neither. I, I, I am curious to see, too, because I did an episode on that saying, why are they both rated in 87? There's levels to this. There there are levels to this, and it has to do with the microstats. So let, let's see when the game. Yeah, let's delve into that when we finally get all those weird stats out. Maybe it's. It's the same game every year. We waste 60 bucks. And the soundtrack, I, maybe it's just because I'm not a music person, but I don't recognize any of those names. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I'm, that, I, that's going to be a whole other podcast in itself. I, that, don't rec- I don't recognize. Like, every year for video game uh, soundtracks, like I said, I'm not a music person. So it's just like I recognize fewer and fewer names. I will say the Legacy Edition on PS3 had some really, really good music back in 2016. And if I want to go back even further, I thought NBA Street Volume 3 had some amazing soundtrack music as well when that when that came out. I mean, there was, there were some good ones there. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> that's... I'm just saying. So, JD, any final thoughts? Who are you rolling with in the Battle of the Young Guns? Who do you think I'm going to roll? Present moment, not future. The present moment, Trevor Zegers. I'm rolling with. I'm rolling with Z. Hey, I'm going with Hughes. So it looks like we're going to have to agree to disagree. We'll we'll agree on this. They're both going to be good players. They're both going to help their respective teams. The Devils are not going to be terrible. Hughes makes them fun to watch, just like Zegers makes the Ducks fun to watch. Plus, I love I love Zegers trying to copy Hughes on that little stick toss in the crowd. Plus, that was a good goal, too. I mean, okay, Hughes was good. I thought Zegers was better just because of who it was against. Who was Hughes' goal against? Marc-Andre Fleury against the Chicago Blackhawks. Who are not a good team, by the way. They're not a playoff team. Z did that against the Washington Capitals, a playoff team. What, the retirement home capitals? Ah, they were still a playoff team, right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry, I had a... We'll see. we'll see how the season goes, but I'm rocking with my guy Jack Hughes to possibly win the Hart Trophy. So uh, I think if you put $10 on that, you'll win like a few hundred dollars. The Hart Trophy, really? I think Connor McDavid would want a word, and I think there's a couple other guys that would like a word. The narrative. The narrative. Jack Hughes has the narrative going for him. That's very important for any MVP race. The narrative. So not in the playoffs last year. Injured. Then come come you know this what? year. Has a Taylor Hall type of year. I um, can't wait to see the narrative on the Calder Trophy this season, which is another guy. 
I mean, there's the Calder narrative. We haven't gone there. Who was the runner-up for the Calder last season? I don't think we have time for this. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, uh uh-huh. We're going to stop right there. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to go any further. But at least least one of our guys was in the top three for the Calder Trophy running. At least one of our guys. You know, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Stop the count. Alexander Holt, look out. So. Oh, no, no, no. McTavish for the Calder. McTavish all the way. All the way. How do I get this? Okay, how do I get this? Point the other way. Okay, there we go. Okay, look look how easy this is. See, that's all you got to do. Look how easy that is. Sorry. You got to you got You got to work the camera, buddy. There's a figure I want to give you, but this is a family-friendly show. So, well, as I was this since this is a family-friendly show, read between the lines anyway. Oh. Yes. JD, real talk. Thank you for doing this crossover Battle of the Young Guns. Where can everyone find you? They can find me keeping track of the real young gun, Trevor Zegris, on Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm going to do this now. I'm going to do this now. You could track the runner-up for the Calder Trophy on Locked on Anaheim Ducks. It's free and available across all platforms this podcast, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey. And I'll be talking about the eventual Calder Trophy winner, Mason McTavish. And I will continually pump his tires all season long on Spotify, on Odyssey, on Podbean, and I'll talk about the greatness that is Troy Terry on YouTube, and you could also follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD right down there, and the show's Twitter's at L... What was that? Yeah, YouTube too, and the the show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. Trey, it's always fun talking to you, and I can't believe we went a whole show not talking about a certain someone so we're gonna keep it at that for the show once again special thanks to trey matthews for coming on the podcast really appreciate it and i appreciate all of you for listening don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms including stitcher spotify odyssey etc etc you could email me at locked on anaheim ducks at gmail.com my personal twitter's at stimpyjd the show's twitter's at lo underscore ducks And let's enjoy the last preseason game, folks. Let's do it. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend, folks. Please continue to be kind to everyone. Please stay safe out there. And hey, Ducks, fly together. Fly together.